the podcast, Move Forth with Grace. We will be reading the whole Bible in the year 2024. This is such a great and perfect way to get into God's Word each day to develop your own relationship with God our Father through His Son, Jesus Christ. I am your host, Angela, and want to first of all say that I am not an expert in theology or church history or a minister, and I never will claim to be. I am a wife and mother who has been reborn and want to be of service to God in gratitude for calling me back home. Welcome to the podcast. The Bible that I will be reading from is the One Year Bible. It is a New Living Translation, and you can find one at www.tendale.com. This episode is brought to you by the Move Forth brand. It encompasses freedom, health, and God's grace. We are created in God's image perfectly and fearfully and wonderfully. There's nothing that we need to do to earn his grace. He simply gives it to us. I am certified in health and life coaching, but no longer practice. However, I have health tips and resources, products that I love and use, homeschool tips and merchandise. Also, I have prayer requests on my website, and that is www.move-forth.com. One of my favorite products that is featured on my website website and that I use each day are stem cell activation patches. Stem cell therapy can be very costly and can produce results that are short-lived, which is why these patches are so brilliant and they are not considered to be stem cell therapy. They actually activate our own body's production of stem cells and support our health and well-being, all while optimizing our immune system. And you can find them on my website as well. Thank you for being here. Thank you for becoming less like you and more like Jesus. May you move forth with grace today. All right. Well, today we're going to be reading Genesis 30, 1 through 31. Okay, wait. <laughs> I do this every time, y'all. This is awful. I am so sorry. Okay. We're going to be reading Genesis 31 through 31, 16. There we go. We're going to be doing Matthew 10, 1 through 25, and Psalms 12, 1 through 8, and Proverbs 3, 13 through 15. All right, that's what we're going to be reading today. Let's go ahead and start off with a prayer. Dear Lord, thank you for this time together today. Please guide us and reveal to us and show us show us what you would like for us to learn and understand more today about you and about your plan for our lives. We say this prayer in Jesus' name, amen. Genesis 31 through 31, 16. When Rachel saw that she wasn't having any children for Jacob, she became jealous of her sister. She pleaded with Jacob, give me children or I'll die. Then Jacob became furious with Rachel. Am I God? He asked. He's the one who has kept you from having children. Then Rachel told him, take my maid Bilhah and sleep with her. She will bear children for me and through her I can have a family too. So Rachel gave her servant Bilhah to Jacob as a wife and he slept with her. Bilhah became pregnant and presented him with a son. Rachel named him Dan, for he, she said, God has vindicated me. He has heard my request and given me a son. Then Bilhah became pregnant again and gave Jacob a second son. Rachel named him Naphtali, for she said, I have struggled hard with my sister and I'm winning. Meanwhile, Leah realized that she wasn't getting pregnant anymore, so she took her servant Zilpah and gave her to Jacob as a wife. Soon Zilpah presented him with a son. Leah named him Gad, and she said, How fortunate I am. Then Zilpah gave Jacob a second son, and Leah named him Asher, for she said, What joy is mine. Now the other women will celebrate with me. One day during the wheat harvest, Reuben found some mandrakes growing in a field and brought them to his mother. 
his mother Leah. Rachel begged Leah, please give me some of your son's mandrakes. But Leah angrily replied, wasn't it enough that you stole my husband? Now you will steal my son's mandrakes too? Rachel answered, I will let Jacob sleep with you tonight if you give me some of the mandrakes. So that evening, as Jacob was coming home from the fields, Leah went out to meet him. You must come and sleep with me tonight, she said. I have paid for you with some mandrakes that my son found. So that night, he slept with Leah. And God answered Leah's prayers. She became pregnant again and gave birth to a fifth son for Jacob. She named him Issachar. For she said, God has rewarded me for giving my servant to my husband as a wife. Then Leah became pregnant again and gave birth to a sixth son for Jacob. She named him Zebulun. For she said, God has given me a good reward. Now my husband will treat me with respect, for I have given him six sons. Later she gave birth to a daughter and named her Dinah. Then God remembered Rachel's plight and answered her prayers by enabling her to have children. She became pregnant and gave birth to a son. God has removed my disgrace, she said, and she named him Joseph, for she said, May the Lord add yet another son to my family. Soon after Rachel had given birth to Joseph, Jacob said to Laban, Please release me so I can go home to my own country. Let me take my wives and children, for I have earned them by serving you, and let me be on my way. You certainly know how hard I have worked for you. Please listen to me, Laban replied. I have become wealthy, for the Lord has blessed me because of you. Tell me how much I owe you. Whatever it is, I'll pay it. Jacob replied, You know how hard I've worked for you and how your flocks and herds have grown under my care. You had little indeed before I came, but your wealth has increased enormously. The Lord has blessed you through everything I've done. But now, what about me? When can I start providing for my own family? What wages do you want? Laban asked again. Jacob replied, don't give me anything. Just do this one thing and I'll continue to tend and watch over your flocks. Let me inspect your flocks today and remove all the sheep and goats that are speckled or spotted along with all the black sheep. Give these to me as my wages. In the future, when you check on the animals you have given me as my wages, you'll see that I have been honest. If you find in my flock any goats without speckles or spots or any sheep that are not black, you will know that I have stolen them from you. All right, Laban replied, it will be as you say. But that very day Laban went out and removed the male goats that were streaked and spotted, all the female goats that were speckled and spotted and had white patches and all the black sheep. He placed them in the care of his own sons who took them a three days journey from where Jacob was. Meanwhile, Jacob stayed and cared for the rest of Laban's flock. Then Jacob took some fresh branches from poplar, almond, and plane trees and peeled off strips of bark, making white streaks on them. Then he placed these peeled branches in the watering troughs where the flocks came to drink, for that was where they mated. And when they mated in front of the white streaked branches, they gave birth to young that were streaked, speckled, and spotted. Jacob separated those lambs from Laban's flock, and at mating time, he turned the flock to face Laban's animals that were streaked or black. This is how he built his own flock instead of increasing Laban's. Whenever the stronger females were ready to mate, Jacob would place the peeled branches in the watering troughs in front of them. Then they would mate in front of the branches, but he didn't do this with the weaker ones. So the weaker lambs belonged to Laban, and the stronger ones were Jacob's. As a result, Jacob became very wealthy with large flocks of sheep and goats, female and male servants, and many camels and donkeys. But Jacob soon learned that Laban's sons were grumbling about him. Jacob has robbed our father of everything, they said. 
He has gained all his wealth at our father's expense. And Jacob began to notice a change in Laban's attitude toward him. Then the Lord said to Jacob, Return to the land of your father and grandfather and to your relatives there, and I will be with you. So Jacob called Rachel and Leah out to the field where he was watching his flock. He said to them, I have noticed that your father's attitude toward me has changed, but the God of my father has been with me. You know how hard I have worked for your father, but he was, has cheated me, changing my wages ten times. But God has not allowed him to do me any harm. For if he said, the speckled animals will be your wages, the whole flock began to produce speckled young. And when he changed his mind and said, the striped animals will be your wages, then the whole flock produced striped young. In this way, God has taken your father's animals and given them to me. One time during the mating season, I had a dream and saw that the male goats mating with the females were streaked, speckled, and spotted. Then in my dream, the angel of God said to me, Jacob, and I replied, yes, here I am. The angel said, look up and you will see that only the streaked, speckled, and spotted males are mating with the females of your flock. For I have seen how Laban has treated you. I am the God who appeared to you at Bethel, the place where you anointed the pillar of stone and made your vow to me. Now get ready and leave this country and return to the land of your birth. Rachel and Leah responded, that's fine with us. We won't inherit any of our father's wealth anyway. He has reduced our rights to those of foreign women. And after he sold us, he wasted the money you paid him for us. All the wealth God has given you from our father legally belongs to us and our children. So go ahead and do whatever God has told you. Matthew 10, 1 through 23. Jesus called his 12 disciples together and gave them authority to cast out evil spirits and to heal every kind of disease and illness. Here are the names of the 12 apostles. First, Simon, also called Peter, then Andrew, Peter's brother, James, son of Zebedee, John, James's brother, Philip, Bartholomew, Thomas, Matthew, the tax collector, James, son of Alphaeus, Thaddeus, Simon the Zealot, Judas Iscariot, who later betrayed him. Jesus sent out the twelve apostles with these instructions. Don't go to the Gentiles or the Samaritans, but only to the people of Israel, God's lost sheep. Go and announce to them that the kingdom of heaven is near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cure those with leprosy, and cast out demons. Give as freely as you have received. Don't take any money in your money belts, no gold, silver, or even copper coins. Don't carry a traveler's bag with a change of clothes and sandals or even a walking stick. Don't hesitate to accept hospitality because those who work deserve to be fed. Whenever you enter a city or village, search for a worthy person, person and stay in his home until you leave town. When you enter the home, give it your blessing. If it turns out to be a worthy home, let your blessing stand. If it is not, take back the blessing. If any household or town refuses to welcome you or listen to your message, shake its dust from your feet as you leave. I tell you the truth, the wicked cities of Sodom and Gomorrah will be better off than such a town on the judgment day. Look, I am sending you out as sheep among wolves, so be as shrewd as snakes and harmless as doves. But beware, for you will be handed over to the courts and will be flogged with whips in the synagogues. You will stand trial before governors and kings, but because you are my followers, but this will be your opportunity to tell the rulers and other unbelievers about me. When you are arrested, don't worry about how to respond or what to say. 
God will give you the right words at the right time, for it is not you who will be speaking. It will be the spirit of your father speaking through you. A brother will betray his brother to death. A father will betray his own child. And children will rebel against their parents and cause them to be killed. And all nations will hate you because you are my followers. But everyone who endures to the end will be saved. When you are persecuted in one town, flee to the next. I tell you the truth. The Son of Man will return before you have reached all the towns of Israel. Psalm 12, 1-8 through 8. For the choir director, a psalm of David to be accompanied by an eight-stringed instrument. Help, O Lord, for the godly are fast disappearing. The faithful have vanished from the earth. Neighbors lie to each other, speaking with flattering lips and deceitful hearts. May the Lord cut off their flattering lips and silence their boastful tongues. They say, we will lie to our heart's content. Our lips are our own. Who can stop us? The Lord replies, I have seen violence done to the helpless, and I have heard the groans of the poor. Now I will raise up to rescue them as they have longed for me to do. The Lord's promises are pure, like silver refined in a furnace, purified seven times over. Therefore, Lord, we know you will protect the oppressed, preserving them forever from this lying generation, even though the wicked strut about and evil is praised throughout the land. Proverbs three thirteen through 15 Joyful is the person who finds wisdom, the one who gains understanding. For wisdom is more profitable than silver, and her wages are better than gold. Wisdom is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. That concludes our readings for today. So we just have the, you know, Jacob, he, he's ready to move on. We have birth, the births of many more sons um, for Jacob through all of these women. And um, Joseph has been born, so there will be, there should be one more uh, from Rachel that we'll be, we'll be reading about soon. And then it goes kind of in the back and forth about um, the sheep and the flocks and the, um, you know, the speckled and striped and all of that. And this was, uh, I read this in the, uh, in my study Bible today, this was one of the practices that um, people would do uh, for mating. And it just kind of explains that here. So, uh, but regardless, Jacob is ready to to move along. And Rachel and Leah said, that is fine. We, we will not be inheriting anything anyway. And so, uh, they, they were in support of him going back to where he was born. And let's see. So what, what I find fascinating is all the names of, um, of Jacob's sons and just names in general, when people would name their children back then, it usually was describing something that was going on in their life. And they also wanted to see if the child would grow into the meaning of their name. So let's see, let's just go through the 12 really quick. Um, Naphtali means wrestling. Gad means fortune. Asher means happy. Issachar means reward. Zebulun means dwelling or honor, and Joseph means he adds. So that's just kind of a fun thing, and that is definitely something that you can look into a little bit more and study if, if that interests you. 
And then mandrakes, uh, those were, these were plants that were eaten by women uh, that would apparently help them to become pregnant. So that's why that, that was so significant when, um, when, uh, you know, Rachel and Leah were talking about that and, uh, that she wanted, Rachel wanted some too. And she said, you can sleep with Jacob and, you know, and so because she had eaten the mandrakes. So, um, but God was, God was faithful to Leah and, um, she became pregnant. So anyway, it was just something that, uh, women ate in order to help them with fertility back then. And um, this is from the uh, one-year companion that goes along with this Bible. And it's um, talking about, you know, why didn't the disciples go to the Gentiles or the Samaritans? So it says here that a Gentile is anyone who is not a Jew. And the Samaritans were a race that resulted from intermarriage between Jews and Gentiles after the Old Testament captivities. Jesus asked his disciples to go only to the Jews because he came first to the Jews. God chose them to tell the rest of the world about him. Jewish disciples and apostles preached the gospel of the risen Christ all around the Roman Empire, and soon Gentiles were pouring into the church. The Bible clearly teaches that God's message of salvation is for all people, regardless of race, sex, and national origin. So, um... It's, you know, this was something that I definitely, you know, did not know at all um, because I, I had never read the Bible before 2022, the entire Bible. And so, you know, this is just really important that we understand that, you know, Jesus came for the Jews first and then the Gentiles were grafted in later through Paul. So um, just, uh, you know, that is definitely something uh, if that, if you're like, I've ne- I haven't heard about that, I didn't realize that, definitely something to absolutely uh look look into and i have a couple of resources as i've said uh through these last episodes just a reminder that i have a couple uh, resources at the bottom of the show description here and they will be up there um for every show so you can find some resources to help you to do some more bible study and then shaking the dust off your feet so what does that mean um you know jesus said if you know if you leave a city and they they were not uh, they they didn't want to hear the message. Then shake the dust off of their feet. So this was something that uh, Jews would do after leaving Gentile cities. They would shake the dust from their feet to show their separation from Gentile practices. If the disciples shook the dust um, of a Jewish town from their feet, it would show their separation from Jews who rejected their Messiah. So Jesus instructed them to do that. Um, for that reason. And, um, you know, God has, God has a plan and it, and it's still unfolding for all of us. And that is a part of it. Uh, Jesus not being well received, um, not and not even being recognized. Um, it's all a part of it, um, in order to spread the gospel and the good news, uh, to, uh, you know, Gentiles as well. And so how lucky are we, right? Thank you. Thank you, Lord. On that, we'll go ahead and say a prayer to finish up. Father, thank you for this time together today um, for us to, again, just continue to uh, see things or hear things or uh, 
have things revealed to us that maybe we haven't learned yet or haven't understood yet, or maybe, you know, we wanted to look further into that and just haven't yet. And so maybe today is a reminder of something that we might want to look into a little bit further and to study and to meditate on. You are the grand master, grand plan of our lives. And we are so grateful that you are in charge, Father. So very grateful that you are in charge. And as it said in our psalm today, um, that (laughs) evil is praised throughout the land and it is still going on today, just as it was going on in David's time. And we just pray that we can remain focused on you and your promises that are our protection, that are our provision, Father. You, your promises are everything. Your wisdom is what we desire, not knowledge of the world. It is your wisdom. It is timeless. It is eternal. And we want to focus on those things, Father. And we just thank you for giving us the ability and uh, the way to do that by reading your word, by nourishing our souls with your word. And we just are so very grateful. And thank you for sending your son Jesus to save all of us. And thank you for including us in your plan, for grafting us in your plan as Gentiles. We we appreciate that, Father, so very much. And uh, we just love you. And we just thank you. We say this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, that concludes our episode for today. Thank you so much for being here, for joining in. If you are enjoying this podcast so far, I would just be so grateful if you could please share this with someone in your life. Tell them not to worry if they if we're already on day 14. No big deal. Just share this with someone so that they can be nourished by the word each day too. I look forward to being with you in the next episode. Take care.